The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man looks like he wanna fight. He doing nothing but running his mouth. Whenever I see '90s Packers stuff, I instantly just look for Chewy. If it's Brett Favre doing anything, if it's Mike Holmgren talking, I just go, "Where's my guy?" And how can I talk to him about it? Because. To me, these this stuff, this video, it was it, it appears to be an NFL Films thing where Mike Holmgren is sitting with Brett Favre and the backups, and they're going through the scripted first fifteen. They go through the history of how it started with Bill Walsh, and Holmgren did it while OC in San Francisco, and they're kind of walking you play by play through the start of the game. It's a game against the Giants. Uh, it is a game. At the Meadowlands, I do believe, yeah. is where they would have played back then. Uh, and it, the cool thing is they they tell you the plays, they give you the lingo, and then they show the actual result. Uh, they talk about wanting to get Robert Brooks involved right away. Uh, and you guys actually are moving down the field. I believe this is – it was a first down call. Let's take a listen to the audio here from NFL Films. And Ray, Fox 2XY hook. Boy, it's been a good play for us. And again, give the tight end every chance on that. Don't come off too early. Green 18! Right. Green 18! Far pulled him offside that time, and the contact made. Here's Far with a free play over the middle. Caught by Jamal to the 35 and down to the 32-yard line. You know, the only thing I remember about that game in the metal engine, I think it was 97 or 96. Yeah. I flipped and dropped an over route, Oof. which still bothers I'm me. I'm going to this see if day. I can find the box score for you on that. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It was probably two for 18. Lame day. This was the the Meadowlands too, where it was just carpet on cement. It appeared. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it was. It didn't look to be fun out there getting tackled. You did make the catch. You did have quite a reaction uh, to that catch, but just take us through that play. Tell us sort of what those words mean in that play call. What is it? Fox? Okay, what was, what was that? Uh, the, uh, well, I can't see it, obviously, but we ran it. The, the most important thing was the uh, the backfield set because mm-hmm. we could run it out of green, which is I. We could run it out of red, which is split. I uh, can run it out of brown. It, all it is, it's play action um, to our – the sister play would be the lead play where – it's coming. It goes anywhere f- strong side to my side from A gap to B gap. So this is the play action off of that. The most important thing for this play is the fullback who would normally be blocking a linebacker depending on the front. The most important thing is for him to get out. So if he doesn't get out into the flat to pull the coverage that way, the play is effed. It's effed. Because then that allows me against whatever coverage to find that hole, um, which it sounds like I did. It, it was just a bread and butter play. Um, it has the option. So front side, I'm I'm in the, the curl area. Over the top of me is Robert to the post. Backside is the X with pretty much the same route that I have, just finding a hole in there. 
The fullback is into the flat. Like I said, he is the most important. And the other most important thing is the offensive line has to sell it. So you can't sit back even mm-hmm. though it is pass. You've got to take one fire out step forward to sell the run, and then that makes my job so much easier. But I would say the hit rate on this play, whenever Holmgren called it, would probably be 70%. It was just a solid play. That That's what I was going to ask because it seems like – you can listen to the full thing. You can find it on Twitter. But for for our instance here, I'll just kind of surmise it. They he basically Holmgren and Favre sit there together, and they basically through the first fifteen plays, they go top to bottom and just tell you exactly who's supposed to be open and where the ball is going to go. He even sort of says like, "I want to get Robert on this play," uh, which I didn't. What, what's the play? Uh, ZN. It, I like, do you ha- have the plays there or no? I, I don't have a list of them. Yeah, okay. uh, I would have to go back and listen to all of the audio for it. But I didn't expect it to be quite that dialed in for you guys. And maybe that's not giving you enough coverage. But he's Holmgren and Favre pretty much the entire time just tell you the play that they're going over. And he says, yeah, the ball's pretty much going here based on what we've seen yeah. on film. Is that typically how all those first 15 went? It is. But to the, I'll take Fox 2XY Hook, for example. I mean, just the amount of information you have to know just from that one mm-hmm. play, because there's, you know, there's seven different fronts they can play, and then with those seven fronts, there's certain coverages that they have to play to those fronts. Right. So the worst, and you guys tell me if I'm getting too technical here, but but the best coverage for me on Fox Two X Y Hook would be Cover Two. Because then it's me against the Mike linebacker all day long. He has to step up because of the, the run threat, and it's like that's 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 bread and butter. That's I could do that in my sleep. The toughest one is three lightning, which is the safety would come up and cover that area, but he's typically playing you man to man, and he doesn't give two rips about the about the play action. So what made me what made this play? So nice to run for me is that I had to go up against Leroy and practice during training camp and, and practice all day long. Because if I could beat Leroy against three lightning, I could beat anybody. Beat anybody. And But when, when I will say this, because I'm an honest guy. <laughs> when, when Leroy was the defender in training camp against Fox 2 XY Hook and they're playing three lightning, the hit rate probably went down to about 45-50%. Yeah, there's a reason he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, Leroy probably made you a lot better with dealing with... Oh, of course with, he did. Yeah. And I would think I made no, him vice a versa. little it was, It's all Chewy. He's in the Hall of Fame because of Chew. Let's be honest. Chew, you and I, I got this. Shut up. You can leave now. Yeah. No, I'm we didn't even side. need him today, Jockey. No, I'm There's no side. reason yeah. you can't be multitasking, running the oh, board, and doing what you're doing. <laughs> He is back there. I've seen his head turn multiple times. Unbelievable. He's got another job. I don't blame him. Chewie, you only played the Giants twice in your career in the regular season, which is pretty surprising. It was in 95. You played uh, You played against them at oh, home. You had we two- played, it was the second game of the year. We opened up against the Bears, beat them, and I, I had a horrible ankle sprain. Yeah, you opening had t- day against the Bears where I had a decent game and I think this Giants game I 
If the if it's the one you're talking about at home, I think I had two for or maybe three for thirty or yeah. So, so in ninety five at home, you had three targets, two receptions, twenty two yards. Yeah. But then in ninety eight in this game, this was a blowout of the Giants. Yeah. Thirty seven to three. You had three targets, one reception for eleven yards, which I would imagine is the one we just yeah. listened to there. And that's probably also where you had that drop that I you did. still think it's... about to this day. I, I remember the drop, and I remember pregame coming out of the tunnel because the offense was being introduced, and they were just lighting Frank up, the hecklers. Oh, really? <laughs> right? Because Frank was literally, Frank was probably seven minutes where he grew up from the Meadowlands. Oh. And all I remember is like, stay on Frank, stay on Frank. Don't start ripping on me. Just keep making fun of him. And they did. And I'm like, yeah, I called my name, and I ran out. Yeah, great hecklers in New York. Oh, I mean, if I were to pick places where people are, are good hecklers, New York's one of them just because, I mean, they seem to just be heckling strangers on the street if they're not walking fast enough or doing the right thing. But they're creative, you know? I mean, Oakland was uh, a horrible environment for a visiting team, mm-hmm. but they were they take, they take it too far. Yeah. Uh, Philly takes it too far, but they're creative too. Uh, but New York, yeah, they're some of the wittier ones. They're real, really, really good. I don't want to say you were ever scared, but what was like the most intimidating place to go in of all of those? Because I mean, some of those fan bases, uh, if yeah. they really get going, if they got a good team, that can be kind of overwhelming. Especially if you got you aren't fully confident in your team. I definitely like a place like the old Oakland with those guys in the shoulder pads screaming in the face yeah, but paint. They, but they were never good. Yeah. The problem is, like, Dallas. In Dallas, you know, their hecklers were kind of lame. Right. But they were so good. That team in the 90s was so good. And then going there and playing on the road. That's the worst thing about it is when your hecklers get backed up by the team because they're really good. You know? Yeah. But nasty places? I mean, it was really just Philly Mm -hmm. and Oakland. Those were really the only two places. Like... When you were sitting with your your coaches or you guys had your meeting before, did they say, like, hey, don't let these guys get under your skin? Was that ever a part of, like, hey, we're going to Philly here. Be ready. Be no, on your A game. but uh, there were kind of three places that I played in throughout my career where they say don't take your helmet off. <laughs> One's West Virginia. And West Virginia's scary, man. Have you ever been to West Virginia? I have been into West Virginia, not spent much time there. Ashton? I've never been there. I don't plan on going there. I mean, the size. They so make, that was the, while you were the, at the BC? size of the people they make in that state is like <laughs> very, very odd. It'd be like Joshy being seven foot four. How so they would say, "Do not take your helmet off." From West and people Virginia. think it's people think it's beer bottles and stuff like that. It's not. It's quarters, yeah, batteries, yeah, batteries, and bottle caps. Why do people have batteries? That was a famous thing, didn't LeBron? Didn't the people in Philadelphia throw yeah. batteries at at Santa? Yes, they did. Why yeah. do, do people just bring batteries because they're small, easy projectiles? Oh, I mean, they're all charged up, Joshy. <laughs> God, it feels good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Quarters. You know, you just be standing around on the sideline and get pinged by a quarter. And you're like, should I pick it up? It is a heads. Maybe good luck or bad luck. <laughs> Maybe go out there and catch an extra yeah. ball. Who knows? But the worst was when you had snow. 
Because then they're putting the batteries inside uh, of the snowball. It's kind of ingenious, though. I mean, you got to give it up to the fans, <laughs> I too. I mean, That's good weight. That's going to have some – we all had the problem with snowballs. when they're, If they're not dense enough, the uh, snow's the not worst. right. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes – Kids, you put a rock in it to give it a little extra, oh, yeah. a little extra oomph. Yeah, <laughs> be some ice gets in there. Like, what do I, I don't know? You know, it happens. I, I feel like Chewy hearing about how you used to throw tomatoes in the neighbor's pool. Yeah, I feel like in your childhood you had some snowballs that became basically weapons. Yeah, I just you know my father used to wear the old work boots, and he was you know he a little nuts like me just driving down the street, and he knew it was coming, <laughs> but you'd hear boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and he'd put the thing in park and try to chase after my buddies who's, who are pelting into the car. And those flat-heeled, the flat-heeled work boots just falling on his ass. And we'd be like, why don't you just give up? You're never going to catch these Wickland boys, all right? Yeah. Did you? So are you saying you witnessed this or your friends then told you the story of... No, I knew it was coming because you'd Were get you a in certain... the car? Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, here it comes, here it comes. Sure is sugar. You damn Wickland boys! I don't know how we ended up on Chewie's father chasing children who threw snowballs in his car, but I'm glad we got there. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to have a discussion about the Packers' decision-making. There's a lot of things to figure out before the season starts, how they can clear some cap Maybe how they can add some people. We'll talk about it next. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. What was a rebound? Rebound? What did you just say? Robust. 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 You can say robust. Doesn't robust sound like a nice word of saying just a click below fat? No, buddy, you're not fat. You're rebound. (laughs) Well, Charles Barkley. There's another round mound of rebound. On 94.5 ESPN. Seeing is your fault, you could have done more. Decision time is fastly approaching for the Green Bay Packers. The team is currently over the cap by nearly $3 million. But through structuring, restructuring, cutting, and re-signing some players, they can free up to $60 million in cap space. The Packers definitely have needs. We've talked about them here before. The safety position, the linebacker position, guard, running back, linebacker, all of those things are places you'd like to see the Packers get better. Chewy, I want you to prioritize. Give me your top three of those positions you listed, of I, I listed, that you think the Packers should address first. Uh, well, obviously safety would be a definite number one. Um, I mean, I th- I think they're all going to be on D. You need an upgrade in the defensive line. Yeah. Which I would lean towards. I mean, if the safety market is very, very thin in the draft, I would think the next place they want to go to is uh, D-line. Because uh, there is going to be a transition period going from a 3-4 to a 4-3. I don't know if the personnel is... Like, I don't know. There's a 3 and a 5 technique, right? Mm-hmm. My guess is they're going to keep Kenny Clark at the 5. I don't know if they have the 3 right now, right? And we talked about, like, Devontae Wyatt last week. He shows flashes of quickness at time to time. But you don't get many as many of those flashes in a 4-3 uh, because... 
typically the function of the 4-3 for a three technique is to occupy two blockers and let the linebackers clean right. it up. I don't think Wyatt is that guy. He's probably a little too light in the ass, and your quickness in a 4-3 is kind of <laughs> taken away. No, that's a term that they use. What does that mean? He's light in the ass. Yeah, He's a little was, too small. Can you uh, elaborate, please? Yeah. He doesn't have He's enough a, ass. His ass I'm, isn't I'm, big enough. I'm light in the ass. Like, so I, want, I, I didn't have enough ass when I came into the NFL. That's why John Dorsey, who found me at BC, would say I had Woodhaller's ass. I had to develop my ass. Woodhaller's You know what Woodhaller's yeah. ass is? No. No, but I'm, I'm listening to you because yeah. I, I feel like I Just have this. Just picture yourself carrying a bundle of wood out in front of you to the fire pit, right? It shrinks your ass because you have weight in front and you got to kind of arch your back. You're clenching? <laughs> yeah. Basically, you're bending your top section forward yes. and yes. trying to almost use your belly and that Ex- therefore bringing your your ass in and that's your Woodhaller's forward. ass. Chewy, that's what they say I had. Chewie and I have never been more aligned than anything in our entire life, I don't think, than having no ass. Yes. <laughs> Can we so put that I, on the poll? Do you have Woodhaller's ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, you automatically get it the older you get. No, right. I'm serious. <laughs> Gotta work those glutes, yeah. pal. It's like it disintegrates. It's Can't like, you fix it with a leg day or two? You've seen his legs. He doesn't know leg day. Let me tell you what. Legs are so overrated. <laughs> yeah, we know you believe you know? that. <laughs> yes. I can see legs are the most important part of the body next to the brain. Why would anyone do legs in Wisconsin? Exhibit A. You're wearing pants, right? <laughs> For nine months out of the year. This is great. Right? For three months, you got shorts on, so start doing legs in, like, May, and then stop in, like, August or September. Well, wouldn't you want to start a little earlier for beach season? Yeah, also, you yeah. wear shorts all the time. That's a great point. You never wear pants. <laughs> no, I don't. That goes against your entire That's because I don't care, you know? I'm not calling you crap Benedict today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was my number two. <laughs> Both. While we're talking about asses, <laughs> number three, I would probably. I'm. I'm just saying, it is so important that they find someone, someone of quality to back up Aaron Jones. Yeah. So would that you, way, the offense keeps humming and humming and humming. Would you prioritize that running back position over, say, another linebacker? Because the pa- going from a three-four to a four-three is you literally have more off-ball linebackers on the field. You're going from two. The three. We all expect Devontae Campbell to no longer be with the team yes. just based on how the, the end of the season went. So you would prefer a backup running back to that third linebacker position? Yes, because I go to the school of Ron Wolf. And Ron Wolf always said defensively, you have uh, a, a very, very good defensive line like we did back in the day. Uh, a couple of very, very good corners and one good safety. If your defensive line are a bunch of studs, it makes that linebacker position Mm -hmm. so much easier because then all you're doing is running and cleaning up. You know, it's kind of like a quarterback. He makes all sure. If you don't have a good defensive line, it puts more pressures on your linebackers because now you're not allowed to run because the D line is just getting a little help, and then they're up on that second level. Linebackers to me can be just guys. And I know everyone's going to go, well, look at San Francisco with yeah. Greenlaw mm-hmm. and Turner. And the, that, Packers, that, the Packers have prescribed to that linebackers are just guys basically since from A.J. Hawk to Quay Walker, 
That was just a position. They found people, cycled them in and out without really making big investment yeah. there. Do you think the needs on the defense, because, I mean, it's mainly the defense here that we're talking about here aside from the running back. Do you think those needs can be just filled in the draft? Or do you think the Packers need to spend in free agency to kind of shore things up there for a new defensive scheme? Uh, I, I, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both with the sprinkle. I don't think they're at the point where they're all in from a free agency standpoint. I think they're a year away, which is yeah. good because they're not, I mean, they're not cap hell and they're not cap healthy. They're somewhere in the middle. So just kind of stockpile that money, fill it with young guys. Uh, you might want to. If you're going to get a free agent, not 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 a blockbuster free agent, but I would go get a running back uh, to supplement Aaron Jones. In free agency? I think so. Wow, that was the one position I was saying I do not want to spend in. Because it feels like to me to get into that game with so much unknowns and injuries, like who are you getting at a cost-effective point that you think you can rely on. To me, right. you want to oh, go Josh, young and build the future. Let me ask you and ask you, ask you this. Uh-huh. Right? Assy. Assy. Take, no take, assy. Take, Jordan, <laughs> take Jordan Love out of the equation. He's not even on the table. Yep. Who would be the most devastating injury on the offense? You can't say receiver because they're all the be same guy time. and you have plenty of them. You can't say tight end because you got – and I like Sims as a third guy. But you got enough of them. You got enough mm-hmm. of them. Uh, offensive line, maybe a little depth problem. The only one I would say is maybe Zach Tom on the yeah. offensive line. Yeah. But Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones goes down. <laughs> but who, who, but we've, we've improved. That's been proven wrong, though. Yeah. Almost. Like when, when they, he is healthy, he is the, the guy. You need him. But when he's not healthy, like they can survive. I, I, they, yeah. yeah, they can survive. But if they don't have Aaron Jones at the end of the year, yeah. are they going as far as they did? No. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, that's no, what I'm No, I, I think the reason I think you can just throw draft picks at that, the, the Packers have no issue. When they have a need, they throw multiple picks at it. They did it with wide receivers back in the MVS draft. They did it with running backs when Jamal Williams and Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones both got drafted. And then they did it again this past season where they took – Three wide, four wide receivers. With you add Grant Debose uh, in there as well, and Tucker Craft and uh, Luke Musgrave. So to yeah, me, I think you're throw... thinking, Joshy, that they're going to hit the lottery again with the draft. It doesn't work like no, that. No, but they're that's not what... going to get six guys out of the draft and go. Oh, this is going to happen every year. No, I, I'm not expecting that. There's going to be ups and downs in the draft. That's just the nature of it. It, it is like a, a lottery of sorts. But I think if you take two guys that you think could be fill a hole there, you hope one of them works out. You're going you're basically expecting Goody to go 50-50 in the draft as opposed to spending money and having to risk at that. If anything, I want the team to spend money at safety. I would oh. like to see one of those guys a proven commodity because as we've heard Jeff Halfley's new defense, they need good safeties. That's a yeah. that's a big part of the equation. So I think you can get by with moderate to decent player uh, running back more so than you can at the safety position. I don't know. I think we're discounting on how, how good Aaron Jones is because they haven't found See, anyone that the, is even close to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the kid out of – who was the kid out of Iowa? Was that Goodson? Yes. I thought he was going to be Aaron Jones light, and he turned out not even close to Aaron Jones light. 
They don't have anyone on that roster that's Aaron Jones light. No, not even close. But I mean, Aaron Jones light doesn't really exist. There's not there's not a lot of Aaron Jones running around in the NFL. And the problem, sort of, what we're talking about is we're expecting Aaron Jones to be out this season. He did have his injury issues, and he is getting older. But you're still going to get Aaron Jones play throughout the season. So I think you can balance those guys, and hopefully by the playoffs you have truly a two-headed, what you wanted A.J. Dillon to be type deal. Like you have two weapons at the running back position because, I mean, Aaron Jones is going to play next season. He's going to have to take I know, but a, how do you approach him, Joshy? How do you approach this season? Do you say, hey, look, we're giving you uh, game 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 off? Uh, I don't think is that can, what you do? I don't think you can actually do that. I think you can limit his touch. I mean, the Aaron Jones discussion up until he had five consecutive 100-yard uh, rushing games was like, this guy can't put back-to-back good performances together yes, for whatever reason. Totally. Be it the coaching staff not giving yes. him touches, be it whatever you want to call it. Injuries and in some of it. But I think you treat him as, hey, in close games, we're going to lean on you. When we have a lead, you're basically not going to touch the game, the ball. So we're going to have you in the game plan early, and then we're going to preserve you because our future and our plans for the season aren't just getting to the end of the season. It's not maybe we can get nine wins like we were thinking this year. It's what can we do in the playoffs? So you have to preserve them, but you also have to use them to get there. I know, but do you agree with me that he is outside of Aaron uh, or Jordan Love, the second most important piece on this offense? I think he's the third most that's splitting hairs. Behind who? Behind Zach Tom. I think you lose Zach Tom, you start having to shuffle pieces yeah. around, and it starts to get pretty ugly there. Because Sean Ryan isn't a known commodity yet. He Brian Bulaga on Wilde and Tausch and every other show will tell you he thought he was impressed with some of his play. Rasheed Walker is still an unknown. He performed well while we saw him out there. I just think losing that piece is like, it's like him and Elton Jenkins. Either one of them goes down. I think you're in... Yeah, but people don't see that in today's football, Joshy. Because these are video game. Yeah, well, that's what we're here to do, too. I know, but they're like, ah, the offensive line will just work itself out. It'll be fine. But if you lose here, oh. I agree with you, but I don't think most fans see it that way. No, I think it's absolutely a concern. And I trust Goody to to make a. to fill that position. I, I mean, they still have Emmanuel Wilson who. He was good yeah. in the preseason. We didn't really see it, he's, but I would expect nice. two. Yeah, I would expect he's... two new running backs in Green Bay. All right. Already the the NFL, the NBA All Star Game was this weekend. Chew, did you watch it all? Yeah, a lot of defense. I heard, huh? Yeah, big time. Two hundred and eleven mm. points American? for the winning yes. team. But there was some news also that came out. There might be an All Star Game coming to Milwaukee. We'll talk about it next. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Do you like your pickles warm or cold? Want my pickle a little warm. <laughs> Warm's good. It's better than cold. <laughs> cold you can be good, too. Yeah, well, no, cold shrinkage can gets be involved. Good. It's not great. On 94.5 ESPN. What makes me happy, my wife being happy, that's why I go to the Jewelry Center. Let's be honest, most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones, took the day off with a fake illness and got his engagement ring and the wedding bands from the Jewelry Center for his wedding in 2022. 
They also do in-house repairs on watches and other fine jewelry like my championship ring when it needs work. I know I'll be taking it to the Jewelry Center. They have three locations to stop into, Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can just look through all the many styles of diamonds and other fine cuts online at ShopTJC.com. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, or Burlington and online at ShopTJC.com. The Milwaukee Bucks are bidding to bring the 2027 or 2028 NBA All-Star Weekend to the Serve Forum. That report from Chris Haynes came out over the weekend. It was NBA All-Star Weekend. Did you tune in at all, Chew? While you were in Vegas, did you catch the three-point contest that the Bucks Dame uh, won? No, I was actually on the plane. I watched a little bit of the game. Um... It was clear early on that they wanted to break uh, the sound barrier with points. <laughs> I mean, because I was watching Giannis. I mean, this was like the first couple minutes of the game when I think he took it down low or just threw it out. I, I, I don't know. I, I have very little interest. Um, but wasn't it clear, Joshy, that they the big men were just getting it and just throw it behind the three-point line? I thought it was terrible. Yeah, Uh the All-Star games pretty much in every sport besides baseball have turned into something that is not really even representing yeah. the sport anymore. Uh, and I think some fans are disappointed about that, but the the chance of the All-Star weekend and all the festivities come to Milwaukee has to be exciting to you, isn't it? Uh, have They have not had an All-Star game yet? They had an All-Star game in 1977 at That's the Mecca. I thought every time you build a new stadium... Um, I know when the NFL, a lot of times you're afforded the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I thought when you build a new stadium in the NBA, you're afforded an all-star game. And I'm so sick of the excuse of, oh, we don't have enough hotel rooms. Give me a break. <laughs> well, that, that's, hey, that's, you've had, you've, that's not the case Ashy, anymore. You've had, you've had the Ryder Cup. Yep. You've mm-hmm. had PGA Championships. Mm-hmm. The draft You've had coming. the U.S. Open. And these are all big you know, a, a very well attended sporting event. Come on, you can have an all star. Not Christ long ago, this was when then Miller Park got built, now Amfam Field. Yes. They did have the MLB yeah. All Star game, too. Uh, yeah. Things I went to as a kid, I went to like their fan fest, all that stuff. It was great. I don't know if it's per se you build a new arena, you get an all star game, but I do know that typically those cities are prioritized. It, it seems like if you build something new, especially if it's like, you know, a facility like Pfizer Forum that is uh, incredible and big and getting getting fans into it, I think that is pretty much guaranteed. And like the Republican National Committee thing. I mean, that, yeah, the, the yeah. convention being here in July, the, yeah. the, the DNC yeah. was here, well, was going to be here during COVID. Like yeah. they have obviously already started to do this stuff for a previous event and they've got the, the Bucks themselves as part of the Deer District have a million other. Uh, hotels that now have been built and have other opportunities I, for people I, I, to, to sublet and have they they have the resources now and I think they can do it and they should. I don't want it. Why? What? I don't want to hear a weekend of people whining about the weather. That's why I don't want it. I think it'd be great. I for did the city. see that. That's I all people that. are going to do is complain about the weather and how. Oh, it's so cold. I can't get anywhere. There's nothing to do. Shut up. You know, I'm so, so sick of people whining about that stuff, including myself. Do you have the same 
a trepidation about the NFL draft because you know that weather's going to stink. Uh, right? No, I, I don't because the draft – and I've never been to a draft in like a city. I didn't go to Chicago when it was in Chicago. I've never been to it when it was in New York. In Nash, I've, I've done another, I know the NFL has done a big a job of trying to make it this huge event – so it will be an event, but it's still like it's still just at Lambeau. Like it's just it's still a one place. I don't or wherever it's going to end up being. Like I don't think it's a big deal to have these other things where the All Star Weekend is three straight days of like different events and parties and different things. Where the NFL Draft is just it's the draft for three days all in that one area. Unless I'm just reading that wrong. No, I agree. But I mean Indianapolis, who just had the NBA. Um, all-star game that's not a bigger city than Milwaukee no but they are for whatever reason maybe it's the central location Indianapolis hosts the draft they got the combine the Big Ten championship has been there for whatever reason they've become like the convention city Uh, and they seem specifically built for it I don't think at this point there's any concern about Milwaukee being able to host one of these I remember when the NFL draft came up, people were talking about the infrastructure being able to handle. Get out of here with infrastructure. It's stupid, especially with VRBOs now and all of that stuff. Wow. Those, right? I like that he went to VRBO yeah, before. Most Air- people go Airbnb, <laughs> but you you do you. Well, I, hold on. Do they go hand in hand? No, they they are, are the same, same thing. We're just, just making fun companies. of you. Yeah, we're just making fun of you. Oh, okay. I would I would have bet a million dollars you didn't know VRBO existed. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> I just like saying Verbo. Yeah, all right. Well, now, yeah, you can say Verbo. We know Verbo. What's the other one? ABB? Airbnb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Air, what is it? Airbed and breakfast? Is that what it stands for? Oh, my God. You're a million years old, buddy. Why the air? <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Yeah, I, was say, I don't know. I don't know why it's Airbnb. I, I haven't What's... ever looked up why is it called Airbnb, uh, but that is. I don't it... even know what VRBO stands yeah, for. Yeah. What's the V? I don't know, and I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm efforting to figure it stands for air, bed, and breakfast, reflecting the company's humble beginnings when the founders no. rented out air mattresses in their apartment to attendees of a local conference. What kind of jerk you got to be to rent an air mattress? Yeah. Just buy one. Why would who's not who's renting instead of buying them? Chewy, are you interested in all at any of the NBA All Star Weekends? That was a big discussion, and it's a thing that's carried on to this week. We saw Anthony Edwards doing the skills competition left-handed and, like, airballing balls. The dunk contest is not what it was. No. It no, has no. lost its yes. its luster. It almost feels like the best event right now is the three-point shooting contest, which for the longest time just felt like a throw-in. Yeah. I mean, do they still have the celebrity little game going Yes, they on? play that on Friday. I mean, I hate to say it, but that might be the most entertaining out of all of them. <laughs> no, really. Right? Yeah. I mean, at least you walk away from that going, dude, Chicky Chip Cup has some skills, man. Chicky Chip Cup? Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> some rapper. But you know what I'm saying? It's the worst rap name in history. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's what you get out of that game. You either get, man, that guy has got no athletic ability, yeah. or this guy's like, man, he, he can ball. Yeah, right? the one thing the uh, celebrity game has going for it is people seem to care and seem to try. And it seems like, yeah. and this is not just an uh, NBA thing. This applies to the NFL as well, where they've had the base. I mean, they've turned it into like long drive and uh, dodgeball and all sorts of things where it just seems like these athletes are unwilling. You know what I would, you know what I would rather see, Joshy? What's that? 
I'd rather see Dominique Wilkins, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, <laughs> Magic Johnson play in a serious game than watch the All-Star game. I, but Larry Bird famously ended his career because of, like, injury. Like I know, but you uh, telling me he can't play a quarter. Can I? Of a can game? I just? Can I just? Can I get on a, on a pedestal? Uh, uh, real, high uh, horse a, ass. A, a soapbox, real quick. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah, Just yeah, if yeah. I may. <clears throat> I haven't gotten to this in a while. <clears throat> it's the All Star Game. Who cares? It doesn't it count. Who cares? I, I think I think it represents a bad look, especially for the NBA, who's complaining. Uh, about the 65 game threshold that they have to play 80% of the games. They're expected to play four out of five games. I think it's a bad look for them to go out there and not. It's entertainment. And right. I, I don't want to be entertain me clown. That's not who I want to be. But when you're not even approaching it with like a serious manner yeah, it's and terrible. it's 211 points, like. Some effort and some. Now care? I want to see him get yeah, to three hundred. Wouldn't you rather be like, man? I'd like Jordan to play to see if he still got it. I mean, I would. I would love. I would Jordan, love. But I would love Jordan to play right now. Said so LeBron can dunk I on his ass. I would rather watch. Whoa, I'm sick of Jordan. Whoa. I'm sick of him. Happy birthday, by Whoa. the way, bladed Michael. But I'm sick of him. Of Jordan? Yeah, been sick what, of him my whole what, life. What did he do? No, exactly. <laughs> You're damn right, you. What did he do? Nothing. He got a tummy ache once, and then we had to hear yeah, about now it for all the rest of our lives. All we got to do is listen to him talk about it. <laughs> all right. Well, we need to wrap up the show here. I got some funny texts I want to read. Some about bowel issues, and some about Chewy's memory. We'll talk about it next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. <laughs> Big hurt. I heard that's like. Eh. Ron in the Kiwi and say you guys should slow down before you take on a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am <laughs> on ninety four five ESPN. Here we go. I got a text here from Nick. He responded on the ESPN Milwaukee talking text line. It always amazes me that Chewy can remember things from twenty years ago, then can't remember things from two days ago. Do you have an explanation for yourself? Uh, that's called a brain injury. <laughs> Short that's, term is horrible. Long term, pretty good. Not that's, bad. That's not exactly where I wanted to go there. That's a little depressing. And I got one last question for you, too. Grade the performance. I filled in for Gabe today, who has maybe IBS or just a lost voice. How do you I think things you went? I thought you did great. I'm giving you a B. Wow. B minus. That's good. First time out of the gate, Ashton lost his skills. I agree, actually. Well, I still got places to grow. That's good. We can plan for the future here. We got Wildy and Tausch coming up next.